at your life now and define yourself by who you are today. Don't look at your life now and say, this is who I am. This is what I do for a living. This is the way I impact others. This is all there is. I'm just going to ride it out from here. No, you are a person, a man, a woman, a boy, a girl of destiny. From Moses to Gideon to Ruth, the scriptures are filled with stories of God-fearing men and women who overcame their past to emerge victorious. Hello and thanks for stopping by for this Monday edition of Destined for Victory with Pastor Paul Shepard. Well, Joseph was a man who endured a dysfunctional past, and yet he clung to his faith in God's promises for his life. Coming your way next, a timely reminder that no matter where you find yourself today, you serve the God of all your tomorrows, and He will lead you to your destiny in Christ. Visit PastorPaul.net to listen to this or any recent Destined for Victory message on demand. That's our newly updated website, PastorPaul.net. Now, here is Pastor Paul Shepard, Senior Pastor at Destiny Christian Fellowship in Fremont, California, with today's message, Lessons Dreamers Must Learn. Genesis chapter 37, beginning with verse 5. Joseph had a dream, and when he told it to his brothers, they hated him all the more. He said to them, listen to this dream I had. We were binding sheaves of grain out in the field when suddenly my sheaf rose and stood upright while your sheaves gathered around mine and bowed down to it. His brothers said to him, do you intend to reign over us? Will you actually rule us? And they hated him all the more because of his dream and what he had said. Then he had another dream and he told it to his brothers. Listen, he said, I had another dream. And this time the sun and moon and 11 stars were bowing down to me. When he told his father, as well as his brothers, his father rebuked him and said, what is this dream you had? Will your mother and I and your brothers actually come and bow down to the ground before you? His brothers were jealous of him, but his father kept the matter in mind. We've spent the first two messages in this series looking at the fact that God can use anyone, even people who come from dysfunctional families, who have issues and hangups and idiosyncrasies and problems. God does not look for perfect people in order to use them because he knows perfectly well how imperfect we are. He knows our frame. He knows our issues. He is more acquainted with who we are than we are acquainted with who we are. And the beautiful thing is God knows you best and he loves you best. And so we've been celebrating the fact that God has a plan and purpose for all of our lives when we come to faith in Christ and we're seeing an Old Testament example of how God establishes his purpose First, And then he begins to work with us to bring us to the place of the fulfillment of his purpose. And he's not looking for vessels that are all ready together. He's looking for people who will present their lives to him and allow him to tell of his grace through the story of our lives. But we have seen that while God 
destines us, even though we can be dysfunctional people sometimes, he never excuses our dysfunction, which means we all have some work to do. When you see things in your life that are broken, the onus is on all of us to come to the Lord and to begin to deal with those issues, to not close our eyes to unpleasant realities, but to say, Lord, here I am. I come just as I am, but I know you love me so much that you have a plan to take me from where I am to where you want me to go. And so God wants us to deal with those dysfunctional places in our lives. Now, as we move on, and continue to look at this case study of Joseph in the Old Testament, I want us to narrow our focus to verse 5 where we are told Joseph had a dream. And then in verse 9 we're told he had another dream. Joseph had two dreams long before Martin Luther King Jr. came on the scene. Joseph was the first to declare, I had a dream. He had a dream. I want us to look at the fact that God interrupted Joseph's dysfunctional world with a dream. God took a man from a messed up family, a destined but dysfunctional family, and he gave him a dream. I want us to understand that God's process of getting us from where we are to where he wants us to be begins with God showing us in some way or another where you are now is not your final place. I have a plan to move you from where you are to where I want you to be. Don't look at your life now and define yourself by who you are today. Don't look at your life now and say, this is who I am. This is what I do for a living. This is the way I impact others. This is all there is. I'm just going to ride it out from here. No, you are a person, a man, a woman, a boy, a girl of destiny. God has a plan and purpose for you and you can't camp out where you are. God's got some ground for you to cover. For some of us, that ought to be awfully good news because some of us ought to look at where we are and say, thank God this is not it. I'm so glad that it's going to get better than this. I'm so glad that my life will be in a better place. I'm so glad God's going to give me a higher quality of life and a deeper joy and a deeper peace and a deeper place of fulfillment in my life. I'm glad that this is not it. And if there are those of you who are in a nice place, you like where you are, I got a word for you. God loves taking folk once they're good and settled in, good and comfortable. This is it. Just like this. Lord, let me just ride it out from here. You're serving the wrong God. 
God is a God who moves us from glory to glory, from strength to strength. God says, yes, you've reached a plateau. Enjoy it for a little while. But before long, I'm going to point your eyes toward the sky and show you another level that I'm going to take you to. And I came to let somebody know that you got to move. You can't stay where you are. God's got plans to move you to higher heights. And he did it in Joseph's life by giving him a dream. In the midst of his mess, God gave him a dream. In a dysfunctional family, God gave him a dream. In a less than perfect world, God gave him a dream. I want to let you know several points. First of all, I want you to know that sometimes God uses dreams and visions to reveal things he wants us to know. Sometimes God uses dreams and visions to reveal things he wants us to know. What he reveals may pertain to the present or to the future. What he reveals may pertain to your life alone or it may pertain to the lives of others that you are to impact. But God sometimes uses dreams and visions to reveal things he wants us to know. Let me hasten to say that that is not the only way God reveals his plan and purpose to us. And so it is not that if you don't have a dream or vision from God, that means you're insignificant. Not at all. And as I move through the message, I will explain that there are other ways that God reveals his plan and purpose to us. But because Joseph is our case study, I want to stop long enough to make sure we understand that this is one of God's methods of revealing things he wants us to know. And FYI, the difference between dreams and visions is simply this. Dreams are those things which occur while we are asleep, whereas a vision may very well occur in the midst of your day-to-day living. You can have a vision come to the front of your mind while you are wide awake, while you are in the middle of your day doing what you do. The Lord can and sometimes does interrupt your world while you are consciously living and doing what you do. He can interrupt your world and present to you a vision in your mind and in your heart. He can speak to you dead in the middle of your day. And so sometimes you'll see the term visions used in the Bible. Sometimes you'll see dreams used. And the only significant difference is dreams occur while you are asleep. God uses them at times to speak to our hearts. Now let's substantiate that from scripture. If the point I just made is true, it will be verified throughout scripture. Remember, whenever somebody is teaching you things about your life, our lives, we only have this one shot at it, which is why you got to get it right, which is why you got to pay attention. When folk are speaking into your life, you need to know where they're speaking from. Don't buy everybody's book. Don't listen to everybody's philosophy. Let you know where it's coming from. 
And so the point I just made, I can prove to you out of the pages of God's eternal word. The Bible is God's final court of arbitration. It is God's word to us for all generations, and it will verify what I have said. Don't go away. The rest of today's Destined for Victory message with Pastor Paul Shepard is coming right up. We want to thank all of you for your prayers and donations, faithful support that is having a profound impact in the world. As God leads, please consider making a generous gift to Destined for Victory today. Call 855-339-5500 or give securely online at our new and improved website, pastorpaul.net. That's pastorpaul.net. And don't forget to subscribe to the podcast at Spotify, at Apple Podcasts, or wherever you get your podcasts. And please stay with us after today's message. Pastor Paul will join me in the studio. But first, let's join him for the second half of his message, Lessons Dreamers Must Learn. If you will study your Bible, you will discover that God spoke through dreams in the Old Testament. Let's start there. He used a dream, for instance, to speak to Abram about his offspring yet unborn. You know that story. Abram's story begins in Genesis 12, but then over in Genesis 15, you see the Lord give Abram a dream in which he lets him know that your not yet born offspring are going to be like the stars in the sky. Just, you're unable to count them. You are going to be blessed. Now, the Lord gave him this dream when he was a man getting up in age and had had no children. You got to understand, when God gives you a dream, it doesn't necessarily match with what you think your circumstances call for. You know why? Because we serve a God who speaks those things that are not as though they were. See, when God says a thing and you look in the natural to try to confirm it, very often you can't see any confirmation. That's because God speaks it first and then the manifestation comes whenever he wants it to come. But as soon as you have a word from God, you have a sure thing. I want to let you know, when God speaks, he is not like a shaky uncle. God is not saying, well, you know, I'm hoping to work some things out. I, uh, I don't know. I keep you posted. No, no, that's your uncle. That's not God. When God speaks, it is so. And he spoke to Abram and said, you're going to have so many kids, grandkids, great-grandkids. They're going to go down through the generations. You won't even be able to count them. And he spoke that when the man hadn't had any children at all. But he first received God's word about his life through a dream. In fact, he used a dream to let the king of Gerar know that Sarah was married. If you remember that part of their story, as they were sojourning, they got to a place where Abram was afraid because his wife was fine. I told you that earlier in the series. Sister girl was bad. And he was afraid. And she's moving up in years now. And she was still bad. 
Come on, we got any sisters in here that can testify, I'm getting older, but I'm getting better. And let me tell you something. Abram was concerned because she was so fine and they're traveling through a place where they're not citizens. He said, if these folk know this is my wife, they're subject to kill me. This king might have me killed so he can take my wife. So he said, baby, what are we going to do while we're down here is we're going to tell them that you are my sister. Looking out for himself. And so that was the word that they put out. So when the king heard that this woman was single, that they were just brother and sister, he said, all right, well, let me take her into the palace. And your Bible, just read your Bible. It tells you that he took her into the palace and he, of course, had a mind to bring her into his bedroom at some point and for them to have fellowship. So... um, I'm trying to, you know, I got a mixed audience, so y'all got to work with me. Everybody with me? Y'all with me? All right. Work with a brother. Work with a brother. All right. They wanted to have a little fellowship, so. Some of y'all still don't look like you're quite sure, but I'm leaving it right there. We're going to stay right there. And so what happened was the Lord... I'm telling you, God is awesome. The Lord knew that if this king had violated his holy statue, even though this was not a man of Israel, he wasn't in the line of Abram. God's beginning to show us the pattern of redemptive history through Abram. This king has no idea who Jehovah is, but he still answers to Jehovah. See, you got to understand that just because you're not saved, you can't say, well, the Bible doesn't apply to me because I'm not a Christian. Burnt, wrong answer. (laughs) The one who inspired the word is the one who's going to judge you in the end. He is Lord. He's not trying to be Lord, hoping to be Lord, trying to get the vote out, opening up campaign offices so he can be Lord. He is Lord. Every knee will bow. Every tongue will confess that Jesus Christ is Lord. So the only question is, when will you bow? You're going to bow now or you're going to bow later, but you will bow. And so this king has to answer to God, even though he doesn't know Jehovah. And God knew if this man has fellowship with this destined woman, I'm going to judge him and destroy his nation. So God preserved her integrity and kept this nation from being wiped out by giving a pagan king a dream. And in the dream, the Lord told him, you about to get in trouble. Oh man, you got to read your Bible. Your Bible is something. God told this man, you are about to mess up big time. Because that woman that you brought into your palace and you're planning to get with is a married woman. The dream was so startling. The king went and got Abram and said, what have you done? You about to get me and my whole people wiped out. And Abram said, yeah, yeah. 
I know, I know, I should have told you. God used dreams. He used a dream in the life of Joseph's father, Jacob. There was one time when Jacob was asleep on the ground as he sojourned. And the Lord gave him a dream and told him about his offspring. He's in the line, Abraham, Isaac, and now Jacob. God told him about his descendants. And the Lord said to him in the dream, in fact, where you are sleeping is a land I'm going to give to your descendants. God revealed that in a dream. There was one occasion in the Old Testament book of Judges where the Lord spoke to the Midianites about the fact that they were going to be defeated by Gideon and his band. And you know, Gideon was the most reluctant recruit you see in all the Bible. This man, I mean, it took him forever to realize when God is for you, who can be against you? He could not get that message. He's just like some of us. He couldn't get that message for a very long time. I don't have time to go through his story. Read it when you get a chance in the book of Judges. Gideon went through change after change after change, trying to convince God, I'm not your man. I'm not a warrior. But the Lord looked at him and called him a mighty warrior when he was acting like a wimp. And God says that about you. He speaks his destiny into your life first. He doesn't look at how you act to determine who you are. He establishes who you are in the counsel of his own will. And then he brings you to the place where you begin to act like who he said you were. Thanks for stopping by for today's Destined for Victory message, Lessons Dreamers Must Learn. And as promised, Pastor Paul Shepard joins me from his studio in California. Pastor, we often hear from people who've been blessed by the ministry. And every time I hear one of those testimonies, I feel blessed myself and humbled, really, that we get to play a small part in this. Talk about the importance of encouragement and the role it plays in all of our lives. Often when we have our worship services and I have people pray, we usually link hands so that they're praying for the person to the left and the right. And as I end the prayer from a pastoral standpoint, I say to people, I want you to know that when you pray for your neighbor, you're inspired because when he answers your neighbor's prayer, he's in the neighborhood and he's going to bless you. And so we need to be encouraged that as we minister to other people, God is going to see to it that our needs are met. So encouragement is important to give and to receive. Well, we are always looking for new testimonies to share with our listeners. If you came to faith in Christ through the Destined for Victory broadcast, if Pastor Paul has helped you through a difficult circumstance, if you've been blessed in any way by all his messages on Destined for Victory, we'd love to hear from you. From the PastorPaul.net homepage, click on Contact Us and tell us your story. Again, the web address is PastorPaul.net. Also, keep in mind that for your generous donation today, we have a thank you gift of our own to share with you, the InterVarsity Press Study Guide, Joseph, How God Builds Character. If you're like most people, your favorite part of a fairy tale is the happily ever after. But even in fairy tales, just like in real life, happiness often comes to us on the back end of adversity. In this outstanding resource, you'll take an in-depth look at the story of Joseph as a means to helping you see that God's plans for you will always be fulfilled. That's Joseph, How God Builds Character, 
Yours by request for your generous gift to Destined for Victory. Call 855-339-5500 or visit PastorPaul.net to make a safe and secure donation online. You can also mail your gift to Destined for Victory, Post Office Box 1767, Fremont, California, 94538. Some of the greatest ministries were started because God put a heavy burden on someone's heart. And they said, I don't have money. I don't have resources. But the one thing I know is God has made it so that I must respond to this burden. That's next time in Pastor Paul Shepard's message, Lessons Dreamers Must Learn. Until then, remember, he who began a good work in you will bring it to completion. In Christ, you are destined for victory. For victory.